This life-changing message is brought to you by Strong Christian Church, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. God bless you as you listen to this message. Our Heavenly Father, let your will be done and let your words come forth with power and let the receiver of your word receive it into a good ground. And let it bear fruit. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. And we know that you lead and we follow. And therefore, we ask you to that we may follow. We are submitted to you. We are yielded to everything we do. Have your way in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Well, today is a very special Sunday. And I know some of you are visiting us for the first time. So we want to acknowledge you by asking you to kindly give us a wave wherever you are. If this is your first time of visiting us in church, just give us a wave. Don't stand. Just give us a wave. Give us a wave. Give us a wave. Give us a wave. Oh, wow. We want you to know that we appreciate the effort you have made to visit us. And we thank you for putting everything aside and giving us your precious time. We have a living God who will give you something special for coming into his garden. Amen. And therefore, you will never leave the same as you have come. And every problem that has besieged you and every challenge of life that has caused you to cry, it ends today in Jesus' name. You will not cry over the problem anymore. And you will see solution coming into your life. Amen. This morning, I have a very small message to share with you. And the message is John 3.16. Hallelujah. The message is John 3.16. And to introduce you to the message, I want to ask you a few questions. And I hope you'll be able to answer. Most of us don't ask ourselves this question. But I want you to try to think about it, even if you don't have the answer. So I want you to ask your neighbor sitting by you, what am I in this world for? Ask your neighbor, what am I in this world for? And after this world, it's at the end. Ask your neighbor again, what am I in this world for? Find out for the person whether they have an answer. Did anybody get an answer? Did anybody get an answer? And after this well, is there another well? 
Well, the truth, the truth is that, the truth is that, I don't know it for a fact. In other words, I can't tell you that, yes, I know I was there. And this was the marking scheme. This is why I, 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 I saw what I was sent here to come and do. To be honest with you, I woke up in this world. I, I grew up knowing my left from my right by what the world around me tells me. I don't know where I came from. And honestly speaking, unless somebody gives me the information, I don't know where I'm going. Hallelujah. I don't have, I can't give you like evidence that I have found myself to say that, yes, I know that when I was coming or wherever I was coming from, this is where I'm coming from. And when I finish, this is what I'm supposed to do. So, so therefore, whatever I will know is based on what somebody who knows it tells me. I don't know if you understand my, my, my logic. There are things you know it for a fact. There are things you can exactly say how you got it. For example, the shirt you are wearing, you know how it came to you. And you can explain exactly what you what you paid for, and all those things. You can even tell me where exactly you took it from your wardrobe, if you have a wardrobe. Isn't it? There are some things about you that you can give it as a fact, not based on what somebody told you. Hallelujah. But, in the questions that I've asked us, none of us whatever we know today is based on what we have been told a question we must always ask ourselves that what am I in this world for and is there anything after my life here has ended now this is where the bible comes in this is where it is only the one who has created us who will tell us the truth about what he created us for. It is only the one who has created us. Anybody else cannot tell us exactly what we were created for and why we were here. And that is why the Bible, which is the word of God, becomes important because in as much as we want to do away with god because we, we think we can do everything we still discover that there are many things we don't have access to 
in our advancement, in our technology improvement and all those things. All that we are doing now is just to discover what has existed all this while. We have not created another moon. Neither have we created another sun. All that we are doing is just to discover what already exists. Which tells us that we are very limited and there is a creator who must be acknowledged in our existence. The refusal to acknowledge your creator will be the only reason why you have a problem. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, which is the word of God. The Bible tells us that we should remember the conclusion of the whole matter. Hallelujah. Verse 13. After much discussion about this life, in an attempt to find out what is there, what is happening, and all those things. The writer of Ecclesiastes, who is the wisest person to ever live, came to this conclusion. Let us, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. In other words, respect God. And keep his commandment. For this is the whole of man. Tell the person sitting by you, this is the conclusion of all our life here on earth. Tell the person sitting by you, this is the conclusion of all our life here on earth. Our duty is to respect God and keep his commandment. No matter what challenges we face, no matter what ideas we have, we must respect God and obey His commandment. Hallelujah. And His commandments are good. His commandments will take nothing away from you. It will only bring the good things that your life needs here on earth into your life. But you see, all this, we have an enemy called Satan. Who wants to turn our hearts away from our creator? Who wants to turn our hearts away from the one that we will finally have to account for or account to? You see, it doesn't matter what you say. As long as you didn't create yourself, you are bound to account for your life to the one who created you. You can say he doesn't exist, but you will discover that he exists. So what is my duty towards you? My duty towards you this morning or this afternoon is that there's an opportunity for you and me to mend our broken relationship with God, the creator, and the one who sustains us. And to do that, 
will not cost us anything because he loves us so much that he has made a way for us. And this is the way he has made for us. To acknowledge him as God. To turn our hearts to him. And to believe in the road he has chosen for us to join. Now I know many of us have a problem with this. But I also want to tell you. That no matter how far you have gone. And no matter what problem is in your life. God still would accept you. Because he knows that whatever has happened in your life is not your direct rule, but is an influence by Satan. And therefore, he will deal with the real power behind the wrongs you have done. And not you, per se. And this is why we have to respect and Honor his invitation. In John chapter 3, verse 1, a man comes to Jesus and acknowledges him as somebody who came from God because of what he was seeing in the life of but Jesus explained to him that there's something missing that must come into your life. And that is acknowledging me as coming from God is good. But you need something that will reconnect you to God again. And that is that you must be born again. You must be born again. John chapter 3 verse 3. Jesus said, it's good to acknowledge. It's good to believe in God. But for you to be reunited with God, you must be born again. The man did not understand what it means to be born again. And Jesus explains to him that to be born again is a spiritual thing. In verse 6, he says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And he explains so many things. Amen. Just in case you don't know what has been done or what God has done by sending his son Jesus Christ. First of all, you, you see, many of us have issues. Some of us are being manipulated by Satan because of certain problems that happen in our lives. Some of us are angry with God because somebody failed to love us. But you see, somebody may fail to love you. But in this verse, the greatest loves you. The greatest person loves you. 
And he's showing this love for you and me. In the greatest ever way. By giving his son. Now, the beauty of this verse is that the love of God is not limited to a few people. It's not limited to a few people. Because, you know, many of us can't believe that somebody will love us. And many of us, even when there's love being demonstrated, we feel that we are not included. The Bible tells us that the love that God has for you and for me includes everybody. I know that some of us don't believe that God will love us. But today I'm telling you that from the best we have read, if we are to believe it, and if we believe it, then we are included in the love of God. Hallelujah. Now, in this love, he showed it by giving the greatest gift to us, which is the gift of his son. The greatest pay for our sins. Our sins are costly and very expensive. But he gave us the greatest gift in the person of his son. So that through his son, our sins can be paid. And he invites everybody to have an opportunity to be saved. Whosoever believeth should not perish, but have eternal life. And he chose the simplest method that overcomes every obstacle in your life. I said he chose, tell somebody sitting by you, God has chosen the simplest method for your salvation. I tell somebody sitting by you, God has chosen the simplest method for your salvation. Which is to believe in Jesus. You may not have money. You may not have a good family. You may have been abused. Many things would have happened into your life. But you still can afford to believe in the Son of God. You don't have to have an educational certificate. You don't need anybody to come before you. In other words, you don't need anybody to help you. All you need is your heart, which is your heart, to believe in Jesus, the Son of God. And this belief is going to allow you to escape the greatest punishment that awaits those who don't have that relationship with God, which is hell. And at the same time, it opens to your life the greatest opportunity that can be presented to you, and that is to be with God forever. You see, by accepting Jesus, by accepting Jesus, God would demonstrate to your life here on earth that you are His by giving you His Holy Spirit. And at the appointed 
he will bring you home to be with him. Listen, I know that many of us have so many issues. But can I ask you a question? Are you aware that most of your issues relate to the fact that you are in this body? Some of you may say you don't have clothes to wear. The clothes are to be worn by your body. Some of you may say you don't have food to eat. The food is for your body. And all your problems, if you check carefully, if you check carefully, 99.9% of your problems are related to this body. But this body, no matter how long you live, will be left behind one day. So why must something that would perish, no matter how well you care for it, no matter how much investment you make in it, it will still perish. Why would you allow its problems to make you turn away from the greatest love that is being shown to you today? I don't know who you are. And I don't know what problems you have come with today. But I need to tell you one thing. There is God who created all of us. No matter what who says and no matter what ideas we come with, it doesn't change who God is. He is a creator and he is a sustainer of everything. You need and I need a relationship with this God. And in this relationship, His blessings will be upon us. And when life here is over, we would have a time with Him. Therefore, as I round up my sermon, I want you to know that God is faithful. He's, he's loving. He doesn't want anybody to perish. And that is why he has kept the world running and running. But a day will come when he will say to this existing world, enough is enough. That day may come when you and I have left this here, have left this earth, it can also come when we are still here. But whichever way and whenever it comes, we need to escape by receiving the greatest opportunity that is given to our lives. God will never take away from your life the happiness that you desire. He will never take away. He created you and gave you that ability to feel happy. He created you and gave you that ability to experience joy. Why would he rob you of it when he comes into your life? It is only Satan that will lie to you that God wants to take away your happiness knowing very well that whatever he is labeling happiness at the end 
has not made you happy. There are many things you thought was making you happy. But at the end, you discovered that it made you miserable. But today, this afternoon, I throw you an invitation to accept the offer that God has made to you and to me by believing in Jesus. By turning away from a life where it's all about us and trusting God. And like Solomon said, the conclusion of the matter is fear God and keep his commandment. Which commandment is able to help you and me to keep it by giving us his Holy Spirit. Therefore, this afternoon, as you hear the word of God, it's a, it's a moment of decision making. Do you want to fear God and keep his commandment? Do you want to accept his gifts in the person of Jesus Christ? Do you want to receive him as a son of God so that you'll be born again and reunite yourself in relationship to God? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Don't allow Satan to deceive you. Satan is the one that will tell you and tell you all the lies about church. But, but today, I tell you that God is giving you an opportunity. Don't let it pass you by. Don't let this moment go away. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. Father, I pray. No movement, please. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. Father, I pray that every heart that is, there's no movement, please. That is destined for salvation. Lord, let not the enemy overpower that heart. But let that heart respond according to your purpose. Let not that heart say, I'll do it some other time. Satan, I bind you and I ask you to take off your hands and desist from your activities in the hearts of the people. As the Lord invites them. You want to say, Pastor, I've heard you. I understand what you have said. I know and I can see clearly that God loves me. I wouldn't have included myself in the love of God. But from the scriptures you read, it says, whosoever means I'm included. And therefore, I want to say yes to this invitation to reunite with God through Jesus Christ, my Savior. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Let me pray with you. Lift it up. Lift it up. Father, look at the hands that are lifted up. Please lift up your hands. Lift it up. Let it go high. Let it go high. Let it go high. Father, we thank you for the many hands that are lifted up. It is the heart that is choosing you above everything else. Because they have heard your word, which tells us that the conclusion of the matter is to respect you to reverence you and to keep your commandments. I sense that there are many more people that must give their lives to Jesus. Lift up your hands. Don't say no. Because you see, God calls, but he doesn't call all the time. God calls, but he doesn't call all the time. There is a time and there's a season when you must respond. Don't miss your opportunity because you may never know this will be the last time you will hear the call of God because our hearts keep changing 
when our heart keeps hardening. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. So as your hands are lifted up, I want you to kindly stand to your feet and don't care about anybody. Don't be bothered by anybody. Just stand to your feet and let us receive the prayers that the Lord has for us. So kindly stand to your feet. Those of you who lifted up your hands, kindly stand to your feet. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, you are great. You are good. There is none like you. Thank you for these precious souls whose hands are lifted up to you. Father, it is by your spirit that these hearts have yielded to the call of God. And I thank you that you did not allow Satan's work to stop them. But you prepared this day for their souls to be saved. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you all the adoration. For your love is great. And your mercy endures forever. I thank you for my salvation and for our salvation. And I know that these lives shall never be the same again because of the decision they have made today. Heavenly Father, let their lives be blessed with the blessing of heaven. Let them know that you are true and there's no lie in you. Lord, have mercy over these souls as you have had mercy and kept them for this day. Oh, even as they have responded, whatever the works of the enemy has been in their lives, I know that there shall be a restoration and you shall use every single work of the enemy for your glory in these lives. Every pain that has been experienced by these ones, I pray for healing. I pray for healing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We believe you've been blessed by this message. Stay in touch by following our social media platforms at Strong Christian Church.